Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Dad Vengers podcast, sponsored by Connects, encouraging kids of all ages to think outside the blocks. Now, more and more dads want to be involved in their children's development, but sometimes it can be hard to find guidance and support. Being a hands-on dad myself, I want to help create an aspirational image of fatherhood that we can all strive for through the variety of guests that we have on the show and their journey through parenthood. So let's talk, let's laugh, and let's share the things we find difficult and become the type of dads we really want to be. Today, I am joined by a multi-talented TV presenter and host. She is one third of Cheap Chat podcast. She has hosted events for BAFTA, MTV, Sony, and her animated interview style has landed her the opportunity to interview people like Dwayne Johnson, Idris Elba, Michael B. Jordan, to name but a few. Uh, She has shared her pregnancy journey through social media, and today she's here to talk about her experiences with us. It is Nushko. Wow, Nigel, making me feel like a million bucks over here. Thanks for that intro. Well, you are a million bucks, and we appreciate it so much that you've come to talk to us here on Dad Vengeance. No, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you and get some dad perspective. Like, yo, I need some dad male, like, intuition. That is what it's all about. That's what we're here for. Great, let's do it. Uh, I've known you for a little while and seeing the whole process, you uh, becoming a mum has been inspirational to me. And to be able to chat to you about it is gold oh thanks it's so nice and it's so nice to speak to another parent because i feel like i'm kind of i'm i'm kind of the first out of all my friends to have kids so for me it's like new territory and i don't really have that many people to speak to especially other dads so yeah it's uh thanks for having me congratulations on the birth of shaka uh how old is he now bless him he is how old is he oh gosh i'm losing count already uh he's eight and a half months old now (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Time is going so fast. Time goes so fast when you're a parent. Like before, it goes quick, but now it's like super speed. And I'm like, where is this time going? People tell you, don't you, when you're pregnant, oh, time's going to go fast. Appreciate it now. Do all of that. But you don't realise it until you are actually in it. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm going to blink and he's going to be bringing a girlfriend home and I'm going to be like, not happy about it. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be judged. You'll be like... Hey, is she good enough for my boy? In it, the other day, I saw this thing on social media that made me feel quite upset, actually. It was like um, this video about how, like, one day your son is going to bring home another woman who's going to love more than you. And I was like, no. 
anyone more than me ever. <laughs> he will never love anyone like he loves you. You're his mum. Don't you even worry about it. I hope so, man. I hope so. So, Nush, how are you finding it all, being a new mum? Hmm. Um, how am I finding being a new <laughs> mum? Um, I mean, do you know what? People, all, I, feel, I feel like a lot of people, when they get asked that question, they're like, oh, like, it's hard, it's tiring, like this, like that. But do you know what? I'm going to start on a positive because I think it's bloody amazing. Like, being a parent is incredible and it's given me this whole new sense of life. And I'm getting to experience life through his eyes. So that means with a lot more excitement, learning new things, just being appreciative of everything, like all your surroundings, which you kind of take for granted as you get older. So I'm really enjoying it. I love it. The best way I can describe motherhood, people ask me and I'm like, oh, you know, I just can't even describe it. Like it's, it's insane. It's nuts. It's crazy. But the best like metaphor I can give, it's like starting a job that you have zero qualifications for, no experience, nothing, <laughs> but you have no other choice. So you just have to make it work no matter what. And yeah, that's, you just have to, you just have to do it. Um, but it's, it's great. I'm loving it. I mean, of course it comes with its hardships. Um, you know, it's tiring. It's a lot of energy, um, but it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm loving it. It is. It's a really, really beautiful thing. How has your partner adapted to it as well? He already had a son, um, had, has a son, okay. uh, who is, yeah, nearly four, um, but he lives in Portugal, so he's never been, like, a full-time dad. He sort of goes, like, every, every month to visit him. So he's kind of emotionally, he was more prepared, um, but not physically, because he'd never kind of been, like, okay. on, like, dealing with, like, sleepless nights and stuff. So um, he has, anyway, he's loving it. He's he's born, he was just born to be a parent. Like, he's an absolute natural. Um, he loves him so much. But I think what we're, what he's struggling with is is probably more so, like, with our relationship, because it it just, the energy shift, changes you know like you before you have a child it's just the two of you you can put all your energy into other person and but then as a mother like now all my energy is going into little man and i don't have any left for him and so he's having to now deal with this like reba rebalance of like attention <laughs> how is he coping with that because it's it's a really really common thing and some men will go through a period where they they feel a little bit like a spare wheel they feel a little bit mm. like where's my place how am I going to bond with these two amazing beings that I love but I feel like where's my where's my inroad how's he dealing with all of that then I mean he's doing amazingly well we made sure that you know he had certain kind of roles that he sort of took on right from when Shaka was born like he's a designated nappy changer and he like puts him to sleep um and so he has like little moments of bonding with him um but he's not like I don't know he's not He's not an insecure guy. He's secure. He knows that he knows he knows that the, his time will come. He knows that uh, I think initially for the first couple of years, but especially as I'm breastfeeding, like the you know it's very much going to be me and me and Shaka. But I think he understands that as he gets older, um, his role as a dad is going to become more prominent, and he's just being patient that his time will come. <laughs> but that's really cool that he's 
He's being patient about it. Did, so you guys made a conscious effort for him to have his bonding moments. Was that a, a thing that you actually spoke about before? Yeah, I think so. I was like, you know, you're going to, yeah, you're going to do all the things that yeah, little man doesn't want to be done. Like He was like, so what? I have to be the one that he doesn't like because he's the one that like changes his nappy and like puts him to sleep when he doesn't want to sleep. And I'm like, yo, it's better than nothing. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, he's good. Uh, I think, yeah, it's important to kind of like make sure you have those those moments um and and we've been very lucky as well like as much as this whole like global pandemic thing sucks in a lot of ways it's also been a beautiful thing for um new parents because it means that you're both around to experience like your baby's first few months years where most of the time you know dads would be at work or all mums would be at work so it's really nice that i think these 2020 babies have both parents at home um from the get-go i think it's gonna create a really incredible generation of little people so um yeah i mean it's it's nice and and it's been easier for him to bond that way you know i love that you've raised that point uh because it you're right before the pandemic there were a lot of parents who were going out to work and having to get childcare and all of these different things and now having spent a lot of time with their children, they're going to go back after the pandemic with a new view and a new focus and a new way of mm. looking at things. Uh, and it's great that you've already noticed that. Do you think it's going to affect you guys moving forward and how much you're there for Shaka? Mm, yeah, I have been a little bit worried about it, to be honest. Like um, the other day, last weekend, like, we hired a nanny for the first time when I had to... Um, uh, it was when I had food poisoning, actually. We both had food poisoning, so we just couldn't hack. And then because it was such a nice day of freedom, um, we we did it again for another day when I had to do a day of work. And like uh, at the end of the couple of days, I just felt like this overwhelming sense of guilt. And I felt like, oh, I don't know my child. Like I haven't spent time with him. I don't know what he's learned today. And I don't know, this kind of like mum guilt thing. I don't think um, my partner, we call him Mr. M, he, uh, he, I don't think he felt it quite as much, but I was like, oh, I, I feel, I don't think I can do that again. Um, I can't do like a full day away from him yet. So I am worried about kind of going back to work and I think it'll be the same for him. I think Mr. M will also feel like, you know, after all this time together to spend a day apart is going to be quite yeah. tough for him as well. Yeah. It is. I love that you talk about it so openly as well. And that's part of what you've um, done with, with your whole pregnancy is to be able to talk uh, online openly about all the different things that you go through. Mm. What made you choose that? And have you ever regretted it? Because I know that it, there can be some cruel people out there. Mm, yeah, no, that's so true. There are a lot of cool people online. Um, to be honest, like with my, with my social platforms, um, I've already always been like really honest and real and um, open about stuff. And I don't think I've, I have, I don't seem to have created a following that are of nasty people. Like I've never experienced like on my, on my panel, my pages, like trolling or um, yeah, abuse of any kind. Um, it was, it's the YouTube world that's the real, like, yeah. they're the dickheads. I'm telling you, when I used to um, have a show on YouTube, I used to get seriously trolled then. The reason why I started being so real was because when I got pregnant, um, I didn't, my first trimester, I had an awful time. Like, I hated it. I didn't enjoy being pregnant. And, yeah. I, I, but I didn't expect that because as, as a woman, you, you, 
uh, you, you expect that pregnancy is going to be the most magical time of your life. You're going to be, um, you're going to be glowing. And when that doesn't happen, you're like, oh, what's wrong with me? You know, is it just me? I went online, tried to find people to relate to, and there wasn't really anyone. It was just all these kind of like Americans and Australians being like, oh my God, like, look at my pregnancy glow. I love it. I look amazing. Um, so I, that's why I started a YouTube channel to talk about pregnancy and actually the reality of experiencing prenatal depression and um you know not feeling good at all and then it just kind of the, yeah the the authenticity and the realness um people just really like resonated with it and from there i just decided to keep going with it because there were so many people out there feeling the same way yeah you, you brought up their prenatal depression you suffered with it quite a bit um yeah. tell us about it did you notice straight away because some people go through depression and they don't realize it's happening to them. Uh, others know straight away. Did you reach out? Just tell us a bit about it. Yeah, so um, I'm, <laughs> for those that don't know me um, and don't follow my my stuff, you, you guys, I guess you won't get my vibe, but generally I'm a very positive and happy person, like I always have been, and um, I've never experienced any form of depression before in my life. I know you as being very, very, very positive. Yeah, You're the, per the bubbly person who walks into the room, walks into the festival, walks into wherever, and everyone's like, wait, Nisha's here, yeah. let's go, woo, woo, woo. But yeah, I, I, so, so for me to feel this way was so far from my, my normal reality that I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, and especially because, you know, it was weird because nothing was wrong, you know. Mr. M would be like, it was tough for him, it was, it was tough for us as well because he was away traveling a lot in my first trimester when I experienced it. Um, and he was like, but what's wrong? Like, why are you down? Like, what are you upset about? And I was like, I can't tell you, there's like nothing wrong. I know I should be happy about what's happening, but I'm just sad, like I'm down and I don't feel like myself anymore. And it's just because my body couldn't take the amount of hormones um, that, I, you know, that was coming into to me and, um so I I didn't it didn't I didn't clock straight away I just started for really really crap and then I did some research and found out that it was quite common I was like me what depressed no like I can't be depressed <laughs> but then when I kind of understood the science behind it that it wasn't really it wasn't me like it was just the hormones um I kind of understood it a bit more and then I actually reached out for help because I was like I um I think I saw a stat that said if you experience prenatal depression like you're much more likely to experience it postnatal um, and I was like, this is that absolutely not like I cannot have this feeling when I have a little person to look after. So then I um, decided to sign up to some therapy. Um, so I did that and it was like the best decision ever. Like it really, really helped me out through, throughout my pregnancy and in, into motherhood. I'm actually starting again in April, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> um, <laughs> so even just because like it's an hour of me time a week, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, and it just really helped, and I really encourage like everyone to, um, it, you know, the NHS do offer it. It's kind of far and few between and harder to get hold of, but it is available if anyone's feeling crap. You said you found it. Did you find it easy to access? Uh, yeah, easy to access if you could afford it. That's the thing. Okay. Um, you know, therapy is bloody expensive. And uh, I mean, for me, you know, I can't really, I couldn't put, a, at that time, like I just thought I can't put a price on my mental health. And for me, it was the best investment into myself. But for a lot of people, that's not an option. And I know there are options on the NHS, but luckily, um, you know, I kind of decided to put that budget aside per week. Um, and if you have the money to pay for it, it's, it's easily available. You just like have to find someone that you connect with. I think that's the hardest part is actually finding someone who you feel comfortable with and can open up to because there's a million therapists out there, but you're not going to connect with all of them. And 
um, uh, you can actually put you off therapy if you get the wrong person. So it's important to just find someone you feel comfortable with. Yeah. You mentioned that your partner was traveling a lot when you were going through that period. Um, did that make it harder for him not being able to be there to help you? And how did you manage that? Yeah, it was harder, but it was also quite good because I feel like there was nothing else that I could do in this state of mind other than just lie in bed all day and just binge watch Netflix. Like that's all I wanted to do. I didn't have the energy to do anything. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to eat anything. I was so nauseous. Like I just wanted to be on my own and be depressed. Like just let me feel my feelings. And sometimes when people are with it, you know, people don't want you to, They people who love you don't want you to be upset and see you in that way. And so they try and make you feel better. But sometimes that's not the key. Sometimes you just need to like feed into how you're feeling. I know that there's a point in, a point in time where you do have to like, you know, fuck up and feel positive or whatever. But at this point, I just wanted to do nothing and be and like and just sort of like be in my misery <laughs> for no reason, because I also didn't have a reason. So I just felt stupid about it. So it kind of helped being alone, actually, in this time. I think if he was here, he just would have felt bad that he couldn't do anything to help me. Um, so it was yeah. it was nice um, to have a bit of space, especially because after that happened, we went into lockdown and I've literally been attached to him at the hip for a whole year. And it's driving me crazy. I'm joking. <laughs> Love you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so the first trimester was was pretty rough as you went further through the pregnancy how important was it for you to have the support of your partner sometimes dads again feel like the spare wheel what am I doing is my support needed as much how important was it for you I mean so important I mean literally I could not have I I have this newfound respect for like single mums and dads now because I'm like, how do you do that alone? Like, what the hell? What the hell? Like, this yeah. is mad. You know, as soon as I'm on my own, I'm like freaking out. So it is so important to have that support. And I honestly don't know what I would have done without him, um, especially through um, the labour experience. And I know it's been hard because a lot of people haven't been able to have their partners with them throughout labour, which is crazy because, you know, for me, I can't imagine being with anyone else but him so um yeah it was incredibly important and it's hard like they don't really you know mums and dads are, are on completely separate journeys and so it's hard to really relate to to each other because it's so different um and like you try and explain it but they don't get it and vice versa and it, it's, it is tough and it's just it's it's all about communication like you need to be able to communicate well with your partner if you haven't got good communication in your relationship then don't have a baby that's my advice <laughs> you're right communication is a massive massive thing but as you'll maybe also know not just from your partner but just through knowing other men in your family friends sometimes men and communication can be a little bit difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have so many friends that struggle with that in their relationships, um, whether it's just their partner, like being from like a different culture and not like expressing his emotions as much and it's frustrating. Um, or, you know, sometimes both parties don't show emotions and then it's like knocking heads because it's like, yo, how do we grow from here? But that's not what you need at, when you're going into this journey of parenting, is it? Absolutely not. Yeah, no, it's so, so important. And I think, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you, do you feel like after men become fathers, they tend to open up a little bit more emotionally or do you think it's the opposite? I think 
if they're given the opportunity, if they find safe spaces where they where they feel that they can talk, yes, they'll talk way, way more. I think that um, they go through a huge change mentally and that change keeps happening. It keeps coming. I'm still going through it now. My kids are like 13 and 11 and I'm still going through those mental changes all the time. So yes, they are definitely more open to conversation, but sometimes it's about introducing them to that space where they feel they can talk. And that's kind of like why Dad Vengers is here. That's why, how it came about. It's to, to show men that, yo, we can talk about these things. There are places we can talk about these things. Don't, don't feel embarrassed about them. Yes, you can shed a tear. Yes, you can feel depressed. Yes, you can seek help. All of those sides of things. Because I think in previous generations, I don't know about uh, your parents, my parents would have been less likely to go and seek help in let's say your situation I don't know if my mum would have seeked help or just tried mm. to push through yeah yeah no I I actually had an argument with my parents when I was pregnant because uh I can't remember like we we experienced a grief like a, a a bereavement in our family and I I like we deal with emotions very differently like for me I wanted to be able to talk to them about it and and let my emotions out but they're very much like nope come on toughen up get on with it like nope emotions down like we don't want to you know that's not the way we don't you know we're not there's that's very much that generation that older generation yeah and so i feel like they're sitting on freaking 60 years worth of like grief and negative emotions because they never ever talk about it they just push it down and so that and then when it does come out it like it's like like huge thing um, and so I said to them, look, like we're different, you know, I, I need, I need to express my emotions and I know that you don't, but like, you know, we need to come to some sort of understanding, like at least allow me, to, you don't have to express your emotions to me, but at least allow me to express my emotions to you, you know? Yeah. And we actually, that was a good turning point for us. And I feel like it, it helped, uh, grow our relationship. So I think it's important that if you real if you realize that you deal with emotions differently to someone else, like that you just communicate that. And, and like hopefully come to some sort of understanding because in relationships, it, you know, any sort of relationship that's important because we all deal with emotions in very different ways. And my partner, Mr. M, he, he is a very emotional guy, like, but he, he doesn't talk about his emotions that much, but he's very self-aware. So he does, um, you know, he, he seeks tools to manage his emotions, whether that's medita- through meditation or manifestation or just, I know he's quite spiritual, so he manages it in his own way um, without necessarily having to talk about it, which I yeah. don't know if is the most healthy way. Um, but again, <laughs> each to their own, like if that works for him, um, then that's great. And it's about what's finding what's right for each person. Definitely. Speaking, as you said, about your partner, um, do you know much about his relationship with his parents and do you see that reflected the way he is with his parents in the way he is with Shaka Mm, good question well we're actually living with his parents right now actually awesome I think he's actually very opposite and I feel like that can happen you either go very opposite or you go similar I don't know um but in in their their family structure um they had quite a traditional like African household where um his dad didn't really wasn't that hands-on with the kids yeah um it was more his mum um yeah. but I feel like in our relationship he's very like he's kind of gone opposite and he's like very hands-on with little man in fact I feel like if it came down to it he would if I you know if I 
made more money than him or whatever reason and I said look you know I think you need to be the predominant stay-at-home parent here I think he would do that um so uh, yeah it's very very opposite to what he was raised with which is interesting I think that happens a lot to be fair I think a lot of dads will see things or ways that they were parented and I, I don't think this is just men uh, see ways that they were parented and know, okay, I don't want this to be the narrative for my parenting. I mm. don't want this and I don't want that. And I don't want that. The, the things that have resonated in our minds. And then we go out of our way to make sure our kids don't experience those same things. Yeah, yeah. But then I think what we have to also remember as parents is that no matter how many things you think you can do better than your parents, you will never be the perfect parent and something will all like... I don't know. You just just don't expect to just get everything right. Otherwise, you set up setting yourself up for failure. You bring up something really, really good there. And it, I don't know if you've ever heard of good enough parenting. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves as parents to, to be this perfect parent. There is no perfect parent. We, we know there isn't. Um, did you put a lot of pressure on yourself when Shaka first came came into the world? Um, or maybe even from beforehand? No. No, I didn't even think about it. I literally only trained myself in getting through the labor stage and I didn't even think about what was going to come afterwards. I mean, I don't know, maybe that wasn't the best idea, but I just felt like, like I said, like nothing can, can pre prepare you for parenthood. So right. um, I think just listening to your gut instincts and listening to your baby, to your baby is the best thing that you can do. Connecting with your kids is at the heart of what Dadvengers is about which is why we're so happy to have Connects as our sponsor. Connects and Kid Connects have projects for all the family and they're the perfect activity for kids and adults to connect naturally through play, imagination and creativity. Your lockdown experience must have been hugely shaped by the birth of your son. It gave me something to do, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> what challenges did you face because of coronavirus i think not having the kind of like ideal pregnancy was hard for me like i really wanted a baby shower i wanted my friends and family to see me grow and be like with me on the journey so i was upset when i didn't i couldn't really get any of that stuff but then in the grand scheme of things i was like look um you know i'm i'm it's allowing me to be completely present in this present pregnancy experience allowing me to be present with my newborn child even now like i've got no pressure to like have to go off to do work um so it, it, it it's been amazing but it was hard like not kind of originally just sort of like shedding a tear for like my dream pregnancy um and also uh now that he's here uh it's been tough like not having uh again friends and family around to experience his first few months um and and not having like social things to do and i wanting him to take him to like play group and, and meet other uh, babies and interact and that sort of thing that we can't do so that's that's really tough but um again just trying to see like the, the bigger picture and like in the grand scheme of things we're very very blessed to, to have like a healthy happy child and to have so much time with him so yeah all in all it's it's good yeah i mean you're calling us from senegal today yeah but you've been moving around a little bit and that's because of covid as well right yeah exactly we left uh like autumn last year to go and live with my mum and dad in portugal um which is amazing because then they got to spend some time with little man and then we were meant to come back to london in march because i thought it would all be over by now but then wham 
<laughs> longer lockdown um so oh <laughs> um we couldn't live uh, there anymore so then we came to live with with my partner's parents here in senegal now you opted for a home birth yeah was that something you always wanted no never like if you if you told me i was gonna have a home birth when i was like young, when i was younger i'd be like ew no way that's gross like what <laughs> um because i always thought that it's just a bit weird like i don't want to get my stuff dirty it's like you know what if something goes wrong like no like it was never an option but um <laughs> when i started doing some research about you know um, the kind of most positive birth experience um i realized that i had to be in my most comfortable environment and actually i think that's at home where i can play my own music and eat my own food and wear my own clothes and all this stuff so um yeah home birth it was and it honestly was the most incredible experience i could have asked for i'm so grateful that's so cool and after all of that did mr m get to spend time at home with you did he have like a paternity leave he was actually at work the day that I went into labour um, because it was um, it was in July. So it, we'd just come out of lockdown. Right, right. So we kind of had a summer of, of, of work stuff. And I started working and like I, I started I shot a series for the BBC, like when Shaka was like six weeks old. Um, so that was pretty hardcore. <laughs> um, but he yeah, we're both self-employed. Um, we're very, very fortunate to be so that we can like manage our schedules. Um, and he. Yeah, I think he just then um, cancelled a few days of, of work the following week because, yeah, obviously to be there for me. But um, this whole like paternity maternity thing, like uh, the period is fucked up. Sorry, but it is. I mean, why can't there be a system where you decide between you as a couple out of that nine months who takes it? Because like, why is it like some some mums genuinely want to get back to work as soon as possible and some dads want to stay yeah. at home. So I don't understand why we have the system of only mums can have nine months and dads get two weeks. That's dead. Like what? Who came up with that? It's a very archaic system that needs to be changed. It needs to be looked at. I mean, there are people campaigning all the time, but, you know, MPs and and you know what? It's not just MPs in the government. There are companies who who say they want to uh, make change, but when when you see what they actually do and how they actually treat their employees, you find hold on, you're not making it as easy as you as you say you would like to make it. So yeah, I think it's a huge topic that really really needs to change. Speaking of different places and you know different countries and having different things. Where is your ideal place to bring up Shaka? That's a very good question because it's been very prominent in my life at the moment. And to tell you the truth, in this moment of time, I can't tell you because I always thought it was London. For me, I was a Lo- I'm a Londoner. I grew up and I had an amazing childhood. So many diverse friends and um, yeah, a great experience. So I always thought, yeah, no brainer, London. But actually, I don't know if I want my child to to grow up in this environment, like. It's polluted, it's busy, there's no space, and it's expensive. Like, those are not, that's not the vibe for, for a little person. Um, especially when we've been amongst all this nature and it's you know, fresh air, fresh water, like, things to see, like, connected with nature. I don't know, like, there's definitely a part of me now that I'm like, I can't, I don't think I can live in full, London full time anymore. And I'm not sure that I want him, I want that for him. Maybe when he's older, like, when he's a teenager, I feel like, when he's like the same age as your sons, 
when you need more stimulation things to do then yeah it's a great place to be but when you're a little person and you're kind of learning about life I think I'm definitely more open now to having a yeah a more rural uh, experience um and I think to be honest I think for the next few years we, years we will be a nomad family I don't think we're going to have a base I think we will just be plodding around um to our different families around the world um and making the most of the flexibility before you start school I think that's probably what will happen the fact that you can do that right now is a beautiful thing. I mean, I know you're already back at work. How are you finding balancing that? Oh, it's tough. It's really hard. Um, I mean, I haven't got as much work as I did before COVID, so it's been manageable. And also I am holding on to to as much work as I can because it makes me feel like I still have like a little part of me. Yeah. Um, but um, it's, it's really hard doing everything. And if I... I don't know what I'd do if if Mr. M had a full time job. Like it's only working because we're both self employed and and he's not working at the moment. Um, so uh, yeah, I think. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm not, to be honest. If I'm completely honest, I'm I'm worried about coming back to London because I don't. I haven't been a mum in non COVID times yet. In like normal times. Yeah. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's going to be like when I have to go and like go to the studio all day to film or I don't know what it's going to be like when we have like we both have work like who is he going to stay with like I'm still breast like exclusively breastfeeding like how is it um so there's and you know my friends are going to be wanting to go out and I can't go out and and it's just there's a lot of anxieties I've got about going back to like normality um on top of like am I still going to be able to socialize for like long periods of time I feel like I've become a bit of a social recluse so um there are definitely things that I'm worried about going back to normality um especially because I don't know what that looks like with me being a mum if that makes sense yeah it makes total sense and I'm glad that you've shared your anxieties because there are a lot of parents out there mums and dads who have anxieties and don't feel like they can share them so seeing someone like yourself go through those same things will be inspirational to them because you know people will see you on social media on instagram on this on that and people put each other on a pedestal and think that that things don't happen to those people mm. but you you talking like this shows that these things really really do happen mm-hmm. yeah absolutely there's so many things there's actually there's something else i want to talk, touch on that i've been struggling with at the moment that I don't know if you can give me any advice on or anyone else can give me advice on this but like I think it sounds like it's a very common thing within mums that when you have um when you have a child when you become a mum for the first time it's like you'll be it's like you're reborn and you know everything you had grown into I felt like I'd spent 26 years building up this person who I was becoming I was happy with who I was becoming happy where with what I wanted in life like where I was going like my direction my goals everything was getting to like a good place boom get pregnant have a child and all that is just scrapped and I'm back to square one I've been getting a bit stressed because I just feel like I don't know who I am anymore like I know I'm Shaka's mum but like who is this other like who is Nush like who am I now um and I I sound as if most mums go through that do dads go through a similar thing yeah I think I think all parents go through a similar thing I think your focuses your goals your priorities all get thrown out of the window from before birth to after birth Mm. so when you you sit down and you take a look at yourself you're like where am I what am I doing who am I but as as you Mm. as you go longer through that period as your kids 
grow as you see them become little people. Bit by bit, you find your purpose, you find your little bits, you find your mm. niches, you find your, your focuses, you find what you want to give back because that little person shapes you. Yeah, oh, that's really comforting. Thank you. I'm glad that it, <laughs> it comes back at some point. It will definitely come back. Do you have a piece of advice for me, like as a new parent? Like what's the best piece of advice that you've been given? Do you know what? You're, you're smashing it already. But I, I'll, I'll go back to some of the things that you said that are for you and all parents. One, no pressure on yourself. That, that fact that you're putting no pressure on yourself is absolutely amazing. Two, another point you said, um, every child is different. And because every child is different, every parent has to be different. You will feel what is right for you. You'll know, okay, no, I need to do this with little man because this is what's right for me and little man and my partner. Whereas somebody else might have given you some other advice, but you have to trust in what you feel inside. And that is a, a massive one. Let's talk a bit about role models. You said that you were very different to your parents. So how has that sculpted the way you will parent? Me and Mr. M actually had a conversation about this when, um, when I was pregnant. We wanted to kind of like scope out what things we wanted to take from our childhood, from our parents, and what things we wanted to distance ourselves from. So we were kind of like clear about it. Um, and it was quite an interesting conversation. I recommend having it if you're, if you're going to have a kid because it just kind of like makes you aware of, of certain things of why you are the way you are and stuff. Um, and so I always, but you know, it's important to also see all the amazing things that you got and, and what you what you do want to pass on. So so in terms of that, uh, I, I really want to pass on just the, the love um, that they gave me and the attention and the time. They gave me a lot of time. Um, my mom dedicated her life to raising us um, and my dad had as much as he could with work and and so and, and holidays we had we were, we were fortunate enough to have holidays and see the world and other cultures and other types of people and i think that gave us a very well-rounded idea of of of, of understanding of people um so that's what I, i'd like to continue on with little man um but in terms of some of the differences i, I, I want to make sure that he's allowed and able to express his emotions if he wants to last couple of questions for you Male role models, did you have some growing up? How important are they for you? And who will be Shaka's male role models? Very, very, very good question. It's so important. Um, for me, it was always my dad because my mum and dad have been together since they were 15 and 17. And like, they are each other's rock. And I always oh, that's kind of- cute. Yeah, it was cute. And like, I just uh, I just had so much respect for my dad and, and just their relationship. So. Um, for me, it was him, um, and uh, but for Shaka, it's gonna be I'm hoping his dad, um, but also his godfather, um, who is uh, one of my best friends. It's really important to have role models who live a similar reality to you as well. Like um, I think my partner, Mr. M, he would have really benefited from having um, some more uh, role models in the black community because he um, I feel like he doesn't really have when when he wants to express his frustrations um, and things that he's learned about race, um, he has he doesn't really know where to put it. And I think yeah. that's really important um, when uh, you come from um, an ethnic minority that you can speak to people who can understand and relate. And so for me, it's important that 
Shaka has, um, you know, people that he can he can speak to, um, elders who are who are a mixed race and have experienced a similar reality to him. Um, and, you know, his godfather is, and so I'm hoping that he will be able to feel comfortable to talk to him about stuff like that. Um, and so, and so, yeah, I think it's, 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 it's extremely important and you're, you're making sure that your child is around people that they can relate to and feel comfortable other than their parents, you know? Yeah, totally. You brought something up there that I am quite passionate about and it's kind of why I do what I do. I mean, uh, black fathers have had uh, quite a different narrative uh, of the past 20, 30 years. I know, they've been really hated on, poor things, and stereotyped. Exactly. And we need to create a new narrative. So, uh, yeah, seeing seeing people who are doing it, like myself, like your partner, I think it's very, very important. And, and I think our younger generation need to see it. So, yeah, you guys are doing a good thing as well, and you don't even know you're doing it. So, yeah. Yay, we're on the right track. <laughs> Definitely. Now, last question, right? If you could have a parenting superpower, what would it be and why? I think it would be to have two of me. Wow, I like this. This hasn't been done before. Yes. Is it not? Yes. <laughs> hey, original. Um, yeah, I would I'd like a clone of me, but who but but that the other version of me is still me. So I feel and experience everything that other per- that other version of me does. But it just means that I can still work and be nush and then I can also be Shaka's mum and experience and have everything. Have my cake and eat it too, basically. You're smashing it. You're absolutely smashing it. You're an inspirational parent. And we are honored to have you as a dad venger. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. What an amazing chat. It was great to hear Nush talk about choices she has made with her partner for the benefit of their son. And it was eye-opening to hear from someone who's usually so positive and bubbly about their struggle with prenatal mental health. So many people suffer with mental health issues when becoming parents, and it's important that both men and women talk and share their experiences of it. We wish Nush well on her continued parenting journey. If you'd like to find out more about our Dadvengers community, or you'd like to share anything with us, you can do so via the website, which is dadvengers.com. Or if you'd like to contact us via our Instagram or Facebook channels, you can do that too. Thank you very much for listening. This has been the Dadvengers podcast, sponsored by Connects, encouraging kids of all ages to think outside the blocks. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.